Hi, welcome back to the Meeting of Minds podcast. Really great to have you here with us today. And I have a guest for you and uh, an old friend of the uh, of the podcast who has been here from the beginning and has been a guest quite a few times now, but not since January 2022. That was episode 48, where she came on to tell us all about um, creativity and how creativity is for everyone. So uh, it brings me great joy to welcome Louisa back to the podcast. Hi. Everyone, I'm back. <laughs> you are back. Thank you so much for coming back and uh, doing another episode. It's really lovely to be talking to you. How have you been? How have you been since January? <laughs> Good, I think. Yeah, well, we're recording this at the end of October. So, you know, quite a few months have passed. Yeah, um, lots of months have passed, Philippa. They <laughs> have. Where is the year gone? I think I'm feeling good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess missing my spot on your lovely podcast. Well, and here we are, here we are um, making that good then. Hi, everyone. Yeah. So we're going to talk about my current favourite subject, which is joy. So um, I hope that's not putting the, uh, you know, uh, I was going to say the fear of God, but um I try not to mention God and I've just gone and done it twice. Um, I don't want this to uh, be a really heavy or hard work for you because actually sometimes um, I think sometimes we find it hard to see the joy. And that's kind of the point, really. Um, and, you know, how do, what, what, what does joy mean to you? Mm, good question. Um... Joy. It's a. I think I'm quite a joyous person. That I kind of move through life in that way. Um, I would say so. That's why yeah. I thought you. But you were a good person to come and talk about this. I would say that you are um, joyful. Yeah. I. What does it mean to me that that's kind of hard to articulate? Um, I think. I find joy in lots of little things. Um, it's yeah, it's it's like little things that bring me joy in everyday life, I guess. Um, and joy, I don't know. I I can't really can't articulate it, but I know things that bring me joy. Um, I feel, I I feel it kind of come over me um, when it does happen um can I ask you what that feels like then if that's not too I'm trying pro to probing a question where, 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 where do you think do you have it because if you're not feeling it now it's quite hard to sort of remember isn't it but where do you think you feel it in your body all over okay <laughs> it kind of just um I don't know I just feel like a real sense of happiness, excitement, um, something that kind of gives me a sparkle in my eye. That, oh, okay. That's when I know I'm feeling joyful. Um, or if I kind of... <laughs> oh, yeah, I recognise that. <laughs> that's joy for me. Um, or just like that, 
kind of unexpected feeling of ex excitement and happiness. Um, that's joy to me. Okay. Um, Love it. Well, it's hard. It's hard to put it into words. It, it, well, it is because you, you, you're actually sort of um, very well demonstrating the, the the point in a way. Not, not that I had an absolute point, but that sometimes we don't, I think it's quite easy for us not to recognise it. And for us not to be able to see that that is what we are, or see or feel that that is what we are experiencing, if we don't have either the awareness of what joy actually feels like to us, and also if we don't have time to to just stop in that moment, you know, momentarily. I mean, I'm not talking, you know, stop for half an hour, but you know. If, if we don't have that space in our life or that time to actually be able to be present in that moment of joy. Do you yeah, think? I agree. Um, Cause it, it's those moments that bring me joy when I, when I'm not too stressed or I'm not rushing things, when I am really present, like going out on a walk and there's small things like seeing flowers that make me happy. That that's joy to me. Yeah. Um, and being in that moment, or I don't know, seeing the ducks on the harbour side doing their thing, just kind of unexpected things that happen that really put me in that present moment. And I feel that kind of excitement in the moment. That's how I know when I'm present and feeling joy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree. If if I'm too busy, if I'm stressed, I I don't you completely miss it. Those little things just yeah pass you by so definitely being aware in the moment I think well it sounds like I've prepped you but I haven't have I you know I mean I did I did tell you what I wanted to talk about but um it's so episode 81 which was about freedom and joy I I talked about that being available in the moment and um and if we're not we will miss these things uh, and it's not, I'm not trying to tell people that they need to slow down because actually when we're really busy and we're stressed, the last thing we need to hear is slow down. But, but one of the, if we can just find, uh, a, uh, I'm trying to not use the word slow, but why don't I use it? Cause that is the word I'm trying to use a slower pace, even if just a little bit, it just creates a little bit of space for maybe, those moments to be us to be more present in those moments that we might just recognize that joyous feeling and experience that joy because you know joy is fleeting like all other emotions um and you know it's a, it really is as you've just really well described about being in the moment so you can experience that before it it, it goes and if we can be in the moment when we experience it, we don't have to worry about it going because we know that we'll be able to receive the next one that comes. Mm -hmm. Well, and I guess learning to create space to yeah to feel that joy. Um, I don't. I don't think that. Yes, if you're having a really stressful day, you will. You will miss those small things. But actually. I think I'm learning that those are the days where you should put more effort into create that space to to find. You don't even have to to 
find joy it's there it kind of it comes to you but it's I think that's the human side of it is is creating that space for it to allow it to to come through um and you know if if you've had a really stressful day at work those joyful moments kind of feel a lot stronger and they mean a lot more in that moment because you know that it's such a an opposite feeling to feeling stressed all day and you know being in your head or being stuck to a screen working um you I I personally I go out and I appreciate those moments so much more and that helps kind of take my mind off of the stress that did occur during the day so I think we can make an we yeah we can make an effort to to let joy come to us rather than just waiting for it to happen I guess yeah so being intentional um and do you and I think that intention is really interesting because I think um unless we unless we are intentional so unless we give joy a priority and be intentional with our either you know having a, a a sort of day where we are going to notice those moments um or if we are head down stuck in something making sure that either at the end of the day or you know the day after or whatever we we make sure we have that space to sort of bring us back into that place of experiencing joy um if if we're not doing those you know if we're not allowing that to happen for ourselves and prioritizing joy I think it's quite easy to just plod on and plow on head down feeling like I mean and I say this because this is exactly what I used to do plow on and think I'm getting all these things done I'll have joy somewhere else down the line even if and I'm not even sure that I'll have joy somewhere down the line even came into it it's just like I'll just plow on and I'll just keep my head down because this is what I should in quotes do um without really giving any thought to what my experience of life was is was um and how for me a lot of the time it was pretty joyless so just going back to what you said it's about having that intention yeah I I don't so when I we started I I said I do move through life trying to be very joyful um but I wasn't always this way um I think I've I've kind of taught myself what's what's that saying you need to stop and smell the roses so I don't think I used to do that I was kind of cut half empty um if bad things would happen it's you know we all do this sometimes but um feeling like the world is against you and nothing's going right for me and you know all of those kinds of things and I hit a point in life where I realized that I had to turn my mindset around and because because joy is around you all the time um it is just whether you are aware enough of yeah, aware enough to to accept it and receive it. Um, and I think that takes work. Um, I think the there's no, there's nothing wrong with seeking out emotions and feelings like that. I I think sometimes 
in the past, I know that there you kind of I could live with an expectation that actually, you know, people around me, my friends and family are, are feeling this and having great things happening to them. Why is it not happening to me? And that's just that's not the right mindset, because I think everyone's receiving great things. It, it's just are you aware enough in yourself to kind of understand what you're receiving, whether you're even allowing yourself to receive anything. Um, and if you are not in a great place, what can you do to feel better? What can you go out and find joy? Very easily, I'm sure. But it's about making that effort for yourself, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't always like, woohoo, <laughs> I love trees <laughs> and animals. And, you know, I, I had to kind of, remind myself all the time that those are the things I think that's actually sorry to I think it's about understanding what brings you joy mm. knowing what brings you joy um and using that to your advantage so if you aren't having a great week what can you do that actually makes you happier um so I told you before we started this I hadn't hugged a tree <laughs> it's <is> so long <laughs> Yesterday I was out on a lovely evening walk um, and I just don't know what came over me and I thought oh, I just want to hug this tree I just want to feel closer to nature and it worked and I, I felt so good and I laughed at myself and I laughed at the thought that maybe people looking out their windows were laughing at me <laughs> but you you can do things like that to, to lift yourself but I, I do think maybe it is about knowing what those things are um and they're probably ever-changing but maybe having a set few things that you know bring you joy um yeah. that you can kind of practice or go to when you're feeling a little bit low um and then I guess yeah it kind of it's see it's it's more natural to incorporate that into your daily life um yeah I think it all takes a bit of practice, really. Oh, I completely agree with you. It doesn't come naturally. And, you know, as ever, your self-awareness never ceases to um, impress me because, you know, I absolutely did not have any anywhere near your, well, I had zero awareness when I was, um, you know, your age. And, you know, I know you're getting on a bit now, but, um, <laughs> you know, you're nowhere near as old as me. And I'm only just getting that awareness. So. Um, you, you know, so anybody who's listening, who's like thinking, oh, God, you know, what on earth are they talking about? Or how on earth do I discover this? You know, it, it, it you know, no matter how old you are, it's never too late. As I always say, it's never too late and you're never too old. And and here we are, you know, Louisa's late 20s, I'm uh, mid 50s. And, and we're both on this path of discovery or, you know, certainly recently. So um, uh, this is perfectly possible if it's something you want and I think that's key and um just before we we uh, there's a couple of things I just wanted to um pick pick up on that you said uh, if that's okay um and actually like I just said and we were talking about intention before it, it's about whether you want to if you want something different if you want, um, I mean, that's where I came from. I came from a place of, well, this has all got so awful. Life had all got so awful that, 
I had nothing to lose. I needed to be different. So it didn't really matter what it was. I would try anything that was different because everything else had got me to a place I didn't really want to be. And you're coming at it from a slightly, you know, you hadn't hit rock bottom quite like I had. Um, I don't think I don't want to do what I, whatever you've experienced in, you know, an injustice, but you're coming at it more from being much more aware um, that you, well, actually tell me where, so what I was really interested in is you saying that you wanted something different and, what I'm really intrigued about, because this never occurred to me when I was younger, is how did you know that the so how did you know there was something different, a different way to be that could perhaps be more fulfilling to you? Did you have an example? Did you see is there somebody in your life you could see like that? How did you know? Um uh... I think, I think it was born of of being in a bad place. Just okay. Like, so no, I didn't hit rock, rock bottom. I was fairly young, um, maybe 17, 18. And I had a really terrible breakup, which made me yes. really, really sad for a long time. Um, and something felt weird inside. I... I, at that time, yes, I personally felt like I hit rock bottom. Yeah, so sorry, um, I didn't, I'm no, really, because no, no. actually you've reminded me I know about this and I'm sorry, I'd sort of yeah. forgotten. But also, you know, you know, your rock bottom can look very different to mine and still be rock bottom. So, you, you know, sorry. But I, I am a big believer in, um, I don't think you just wake up one morning and you want to change your life. I think most people experience something hard in life um that makes you maybe for me I felt very alone I was a very private person and kind of I struggled to talk about the things that were going on I still do you know if, if something happens I like to kind of figure it out myself before I speak to other people but I was more so like that when I was younger and I felt I'd, I'd felt sad for at least six months and it kind of takes its toll. You know, everything becomes a bore. Everything feels draining. Um, you, I don't know, everything kind of feels like a slump and I hadn't always been like that. And so that was a real sign to me that something wasn't quite right. Um, I think... If it's a relationship going bad, a common thing which happened to me was you feel like you don't know yourself um, and you kind of feel like I think you have to, I felt like I had to create a new me. I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't, and because I maybe was on the receiving end of some bad treatment, the one thing that kind of stuck with me from from that was I never wanted to make anyone else feel the pain that I felt um and I never wanted to yeah inflict that kind of pain on somebody else and I think that made me realize that I kind of wanted to look at who I was out in the world and how I kind of move through the world um how do I show up for myself and for others um 
And I think when you're going through a bad time, people more so kind of try and tell you the things they love about you, the great things about yourself that you can't, you don't hear at the time because you think, oh, life is rubbish. Um, and actually, I think we we all need to hear that a little bit more, even when we're not having tough times, because you don't really know how others perceive you. Um, but yeah, that that situation really made me look at myself. And because I didn't know who I was at all anymore, and this wasn't very easy, I think it took many attempts to happen, but I kind of had to say to myself, well, you don't know who you are, so be who you want to be. Create oh, who you want to be. Be um, who you want to be. I love yeah. that. I mean, and sometimes, you know, we see these these scenarios in life as detrimental and life's never going to be the same and am I ever going to be happy again? But I've now learned that those things in life are actually kind of very precious and sometimes life forces you into changing and and changing the way you are and looking at yourself from a an outside perspective um and actually I'm grateful you know I would never change what happened because I, I genuinely was not the person I am today that any of my friends know me as now or my family I wasn't that person before I was I was quite selfish. Um, I was so materialistic. I was young. I was only 17. It's to be expected. Um, but yeah, I, I was given an opportunity to look at myself. And, you know, did I did I want to be like the person that had hurt me? No. Um, and that was a great place to start. So if I don't want to be like that person, who do I want to be? Um, yeah. And I ran with it I it was it was really hard I kind of I shut myself off from the world for those six months um and work takes time I didn't realize from that point even when I started trying to build the person that I am today I didn't realize that was what was happening mm -hmm. I was reading self-help books I was trying to make myself feel sane and not miserable 24 7 and you know it wasn't maybe until a year or two years had passed where I kind of got that moment of like whoa I've shit I've done the work I act I feel happy I'm happy with who I am um I'd hear passing comments about you know, maybe what other friends had said to some of my other friends about me. And it's it's those things that you kind of hear and you think, whoa, I did that work to, to make those people think that I'm this kind or I'm, you know, all of all of the nice things people said. Um, but it takes time. Um, and going back to what you said, you have to want it. I wanted to be a better person. I wanted to be known as a good person a friendly person a loving person um and I guess yeah maybe I just sat with myself long enough and asked myself who who do you want to be and then from there I mean it's a every day is a journey <laughs> you never reach kind of there is no end destination is there like you said there's you know it's never too late um because and there's never a right time to start. Like life is a journey. I think that, and that's what I learned from from those hard times. Is 
life is a journey, bad things are going to happen, um, reframe those bad moments and do what you want with them, um, kind of take what you want from those situations, um, and yeah, it, it's it's all it's all about wanting something for yourself enough, I think, and kind of going with it. And I don't think that I go through spurts of kind of wanting to to work on like self development and stuff like that. Um, and life gets in the way, and you know things happen. But I think. I just, I'm also quite lucky. Self-development is something I love. I I can't think of anything better. I used to wish that that was kind of, I don't know, something you could learn at uni, like go and do a course all about self-development. <laughs> oh, God, if only. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Um, yeah, but, I, yeah, I know a lot of people that don't like to sit with themselves and don't like quietness and don't like, time to ask themselves questions because yeah it's not always fun sometimes the thing the answers you have for yourself aren't really what you want to hear but that's kind of where the work has to start so oh, I think gosh. I'm way off topic no you haven't gone off topic at all and so much so much good stuff in there um thank you for sharing all that and um I you know you make some very good points that you know this work personal development work and it's funny because I just realized the day it's probably nearly did, November the 5th didn't we meet on that didn't we first know each other on November the 5th so it's three years isn't it and um three is that right uh, I don't know this, it feels like a lot longer it does feel like a lot longer but you know we were both in the throes of our personal development when we met and that's you know that's what we talk about a lot and um because it's not there's, there is no quick fix and there is no easy way to do it, but it doesn't, that doesn't mean it has to be grueling and um, uh, hard, hard slog. I mean, it, it, I think the work can appear hard at times because we, we we're going through things that or sitting with feelings or not, not numbing out of feelings like we might have done before so that can feel hard and it's mainly hard because it's different it's a different way of doing things than we have been used to which is uncomfortable which we can think of as hard um but actually and I'm not saying it's not hard uh but it's worth it like like you said you know and it, it, it's it's very much, very much about personal growth, personal development, and learning more about who we are, what, how we want to show up in the world, what we want to bring to the world, and all those, those great things. But it, it you know, and there are layers to it. You know, we've both been through numerous layers already, even in only the time that we've known each other, and and that's just what keeps on happening. But it's the intention. Do you want it? Do you want something different? Are you prepared to stick at it? It's not something you can go on a weekend personal development course and then come out and go, right, that's it. Um, I mean, that might have taken you a little, you know, another, another level deeper. It might have started you off on something. It might have taken you in a different direction. It, it, I'm not saying there is no value in that, 
but you will not come away from a weekend anywhere and think, right, that's it. I'm done. Personal development. I know exactly who I am. Because that identity piece that you talk about comes up a lot during our, our lives. And when we find ourselves in situations where sort of um, we hadn't realized how our identity is very much centered around either who we are in our family or who we are in a relationship or being part being part of something at work and when all of those things whatever that thing is that you're really identifying with um moves out of your life then it is a real oh gosh you know I've been working a lot with women at the moment whose children are leaving home and it's like okay so now now I'm not this mother with children around her all the time who am I and that you know and there are lots of stages of that during during um our lives so that identity who am I comes up a lot mm-hmm. yeah and we it's just really uncomfortable isn't it but yeah I, I think taking those moments by the horns and going yeah. this is an opportunity to change something um and if you yeah if if you hit a point in life where everything feels really hard and there there'll be so many of those moments in life because we're always changing um and we're always evolving but I have a habit I don't know if, if this is human nature but I have a habit of kind of sticking to what I know I'm always wanting something different wanting more but then when the change comes I'm I'm scared of the change and it's kind of, I guess, learning to be a bit more in flow with your own life and not beating yourself up for things changing and feeling hard. And when things don't turn out how you thought they might, because they never do, run with it, you know, let it, because it's so true that there are, what, what's the saying? Like there are things coming your way, you know, that are better than you could even yes. imagine or even hope for and it's so true but I think you have to believe that um and not get stuck in in that kind of everything's falling apart but actually no I take that back because I think it's okay to feel like that when it when it is falling apart it's good to acknowledge that it's good to feel that um and yet from my experience actually it's sometimes the best thing to hit rock yes. bottom because you can only go up you can only recreate from there um and that kind of sometimes feels like a fresh slate which you don't get often in life um so yeah I think just learning to change the mindset or my mindset um and look for those happy moments create yeah. create those moments for yourself yeah. And and you made it you exactly you made a very good point earlier about being aware of what those moments are for you because the things that bring you joy are going to be I mean there might be some similar ones but are going to be very different to the moments that bring me joy and you know um apart from spending time with each other which brings us both joy which is like whoo double hurrah but you, you know it is being aware of what what works for you because it's absolutely an individual thing it it really is and you know and giving ourselves 
it's not even just giving ourselves permission because I wanted to say you know giving ourselves permission to look for that joy and find that joy and prioritize that joy but it, it it's more it's it's almost deeper than the permission for me it's like that fundamental understanding that we need joy in our lives a joyless life mm-hmm. to me is not a life I remember um I was uh, recording a podcast. I was a guest on somebody's podcast the other day and I and she the lady said to me, "Do you remember the moment when you realized um she either said, "Do you remember the moment when joy came into your life or it was something along those lines or when you knew that joy was so important?" So the question was something like that. And I do absolutely. I remember reading Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. And he, I think, I think it's in his book, but I, you know, I read so many books at one time. I can't remember what's in which book, but I remember reading that, you know, the point of us being here, the reason for us to be here is to have joy, is to have a joyful life. And I read that and something inside me just went, yes. You know, you know, and it was like, so it's not even giving myself permission. It's knowing that fundamentally that is what I am here for. I am here to have joy. We're all here to have joy. And, it, you know, we we really need to, to seek those moments out to know more about ourselves, know what brings us joy. And to find those times to have that joy, because, like you said, those little those little moments of joy every day, being present to them and noticing them and sort of drinking them in while they are there, are what makes life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's easy, isn't it, to kind of I like I have an example. So. When I'm working from home and I'm on my own mainly, um, and my partner doesn't work from home that often. And when he does, it's usually on a day that I'm not working from home. And this week, um, he was at home maybe one or two days whilst I was also at home but working. And it was a real eye-opener um, to kind of how I work and spend my time when I'm working from home compared to when I have someone that I love around that prioritizes his joy. So Jay Jay looks after himself, you know, if Jay wants to do something, he's doing it. He, if he, you know, every day he goes to the gym, he does his exercise, he has his protein shake, he has non-negotiables, which I used to have. And somewhere along the line, I've kind of let that go. And it was something as simple as he made me a smoothie two days in a row. And it kind of opened my eyes to, oh, my God, Louise, like you look at the way you used to live life. I used to prioritize things like that. I used to have non-negotiables in my day. And where I've let that slip, I notice on those days I feel far more sluggish. I feel far more burnt out by life um, and less excited because I'm in my own head. I'm at the screen. I might quickly run and make a coffee rather than making a whole thing about it. You know me. I love a hot drink. (laughs) That is my go-to ritual. But 
in over the past few months, I don't treat it as a ritual. I treat it as a, I need to grab a quick coffee before this next meeting. And yeah, just being at home with Jay this week and seeing the things he prioritizes and actually how different my day feels when I've gone the extra mile to do something nice for myself. Um, You know, and I think working from home is a great example for, for the world at the moment because it's a change. And yes, like it was a great change for me, but it comes with its downsides and you kind of... I give up a lot when I'm working from home because I don't know, actually. I don't have the answer why. But I realized that, you know, even in just that this week, I've realized how bad that is. I don't I have not been making time to do things that make me feel joy during the day. And that then robs energy and happiness from my evening. Yeah. Um and then I've been starting to kind of, I live like that. And then I wait for the evening to find something that makes me feel joy. And it shouldn't be like that, you know, and I know it's hard to find balance. Clearly, I haven't found it, but yeah. it, it's about, and going back to awareness, it's about being aware. Sometimes, it, you know, Jay being home, making me that smoothie this week, that was the thing I needed to go, oh, hold on, something's not quite right here. And I've kind of moved so far away from from the life I wanted to live and I built for myself before. Um, But instead of letting that make me feel sad um, or disappointed in myself, use it as a wake-up call. You know, what's not quite right? Why have I stopped doing that? Um, Am I benefiting from doing that? No. Of course I'm not. And actually, by stopping for 10 minutes and making time to do that thing that brings me joy, or and joy can be such a small thing, just something that just makes you smile in the moment. You're not smiling for hours, but it just brings that feeling. It, it really changes your everyday. It changes your evening. It changes your outlook for the week. Um, but... You know, and so for someone that loves self-development and all of this kind of stuff, I still struggle. And it's this is constantly having to remind yourself because I think we all fall off the wagon, especially when we become really busy in life um, or you have lots of changes in life. It's easy to kind of go, oh, that makes me really happy, but that's not important right now. But it is. It's so important you I and your own happiness is more important than anything else you know yes you can be successful yes you want to do your best at work because you you want to climb the ladder or you want to reach that point where you you have enough money coming in but if you're not happy and you don't have joyful moments during your day all of that success and money and it just doesn't mean anything because you're miserable um so yeah it was a big example yeah it was a great example though. <laughs> but it, yeah I, I think it's kind of using those moments where you you realize something's not quite right and then sit with yourself give yourself five ten minutes that's not a lot of time out of your day to sit with yourself you know if you had a friend that was feeling a little bit sad or a little bit fed up with life you wouldn't, you know, five, 10 minutes isn't much at all. Um, but we don't give ourselves that time back. We don't make time for ourselves like that. Um, 
and yeah, I, I, I really think we should. We need to, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't think we're not taught to prioritize ourselves, are we? And I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't have that example from my parents. Um, be hard because both of them are dead now but you know um it's very flippant of me but um sorry if anybody's listening and that uh that sounded a bit flippant but um I didn't have that example from them and I think and we're not and society doesn't tell us that society is much more uh, uh much more invested in us being busy and keeping us busy and especially as women you know we we have to look a certain way be a certain way we've got to you, you know if, if we've got a, a job we've got to work extra hard to prove ourselves at work if we've got a family you know we're expected to be the main carer I'm not I know not all women are the main carers but there's still that expectation there and and everything that just having a life and running a home and all those things involves you know it is designed to keep us busy in a way which I and you know I think if you know you keep 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 people busy then they don't have time to stop and think what they actually want and you know maybe if we all stopped a little bit to think about what we want and did a bit more what we want maybe we'd have a bit of a revolution on our hands and that would be amazing but um you know we're overdue that <laughs> We're definitely overdue that revolution. And I also understand it's totally easy for me to wax lyrical about it because, you, you know, I'm where I am and I'm not I'm not on the side, like I'm not where I used to be. So, um, but I, it's so great to hear you, you know, you know, and I haven't primed you at all. You are absolutely saying all these things completely because this is what you absolutely feel in your heart. And, you know, it, it's really great for me to hear this coming from you. I, I love that, you know, you're not the only 20 something year who will be feeling like that. And I want, you know, more people to feel like that. I want more people of all ages to feel like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I want my kids to grow up in a world where prioritizing themselves um, is OK. And they think about what they want. And I say that to them now when they're like, you know, I don't know, trying to make a decision like my oldest is deciding what to do post 16 when he's done his uh, exams next year and I'm like and he you know he's been pulled this way by his teachers and this and that and do, do, do. and I'm like yeah but what 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 is it that you want mm -hmm. can you feel in you what you actually want to do um you know we're not pushing you a certain way um you know what is it that you want and it's great that your teachers are encouraging you down these because they would like you to do their subject but what is it actually that you want to do and you know at 16 he, he, he doesn't know but I'm trying to trying to get him to seek the answer in in as well as seeking advice from outside so um you know yeah that's really interesting actually no one really no, no one really ever asked me that question wholeheartedly without a little bit of expectation kind of tagging along. You know, my parents asked me that, but they had their expectations of what they thought was the right path to follow. Um, and I think the fact that we don't get that question asked by many people kind of shows how difficult it is to ask yourself that question. Yeah, because you, we live life kind of living to other people's expectations, time frames, never prioritizing ourselves. There's all you know, and, and there's always kind of a career route to follow, 
this is what you should do. When I was growing up, yes, you had to be out the house, married, with children at 30. Who made that up? Who made that up? But I think society's been living like that for centuries, you know? Only now, I think, are people waking up and starting to say no. I I want to decide because when I was younger, I I was lucky enough to kind of be born that way. I was a pain in the ass for my parents. I didn't want to do anything I was supposed to do. Um, I didn't want to follow kind of what everyone else would be doing. Um, and I'd always, you know, mum and dad would say to me, yeah, but this would be really good for you. This has worked for so-and-so. And I would say, great, happy for them but I'm not that person but as I've gotten older the more pushback you get from people around you you kind of you lose that fire I think children have that a lot more until they hit a certain point in life where you kind of you go out into the world and you meet different people and they tell you that you're a dreamer or you're unrealistic um or that's that's not going to make you money. That doesn't bring security to life. All of those things put a dampener on mm. people that are trying to forge their own path. And yeah, I, I think it's really important for us to celebrate how different we all are. And if if you want to do something differently, do it. It's not going to be easy course it isn't but actually following the same path that everyone else has followed for centuries that's not easy either because it doesn't work and if you're trying to do something that doesn't feel right and you don't fit in and it doesn't make you happy that's a hard slog anyway so what's the point (laughs) you make again another really very good point that it sometimes it feels like the easy thing to do to go along with what other people want but what you're doing is denying what you really want inside and that becomes harder and harder to sort of push down the feelings that you're not doing really what you want to do so it, it, you, you 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 know both ways are hard so choose you yeah because otherwise you end up spending the next 10 years unpicking all of that and it and it's frustrating and yeah I mean not trying to put anyone off with the frustrating thing because it's is worth the effort but yeah choose yourself always yeah. choose yourself yeah choose- and that frustration like all emotions that frustration is a sign to you that 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 something is a little bit off maybe or something's not quite right or there's something to look at any of those emotions um you know are are telling you something but we don't really you know we we're we're much more inclined you know what what do we think and what do other people think and what are other people telling us that, that that we should do or should be important as opposed to listening to our feelings oh gosh no don't listen to your feelings we just bury those feelings and keep them quiet until for nearly everybody there comes a time when they're not being they're not going to be kept quiet anymore mm-hmm. yeah I I try this new thing so listening to your gut you're listening to your guts actually really hard if you haven't done it for a long time you don't even know what your gut is feeling but I read this thing um 
And it was an article that said, if you are unsure of how you're feeling or thinking about something, ask yourself the question. So I don't know. Do you really want that new sofa? Ask yourself. And if that doesn't make you feel anything, ask someone, ask a loved one who lives with you, get them to ask you that same question. And the more you kind of practice that, asking yourself the question and not responding straight away, but maybe, or maybe I do this, I go, hmm, <laughs> I don't say words, I make noises. And that's your gut response. Yeah. But we don't wait long enough to hear the response. And we often don't ask ourselves the question. We go, oh, you, you answer in the way you think you should. And I think if we practice it a little bit more and get that help from people around you, because I think sometimes when you ask yourself the question, you don't always hear the answer either because it feels a bit strange. <laughs> if you get someone to ask you and you just pause for a second um, and the other person asking you the question, if you can't kind of in the moment feel or hear your gut response, they likely can. Yes. And I think, ask them, ask, what was my reaction? Did I make yeah. a noise? Yeah. Or did, did you see something? Mm. In, did something happen to my face? Or Yeah. Or, yeah. No, you, you are absolutely right. Especially if you ask somebody who's quite good at that, because some people are better at reading those things right. uh, than, than others. But it was interesting because you said sofa because we were talking before we were recording about <laughs> me wanting a new sofa. And um, you when you said... Do you want a new sofa? I definitely had this like this like yes, you know. Um, and I I I do that quite a lot. I tend to, and actually, this is, brings me where I was going to go. So, um, you know, what little tips and tricks do we use? So that's a really great one about gut reaction. And my my gut will tell me um, a yes is a bit of a like like I mean, which sounds awful, but it's like a. Um, I don't know, like a bubble, like, a, I don't know, a something in my stomach is normally yes. And often if the answer's a no, it's like a hollow feeling. Mm. Or, know, I, I know that's a no. Mm. Or silence. Yes. Or, or mm. I, I, within this article, actually, they say, if you're feeling indifferent or unsure, that's a no for now. Yes. So, don't move forward going, oh, well, I'm unsure. Why not? No, until, until, you're, until, it's until a yes. your gut goes, yeah, that, yeah, that's it. Or it feels some excitement or something bubbles up, then it's a no, and that's okay. But exactly. I think we, and we all, I think we all respond differently. So, again, it's about taking the time to understand yourself and, and your reactions and your mannerisms because – they tell a story. Um, yeah, but we I just don't. completely agree yeah. with you. And that no might not be a permanent no, but it might just be, a, like you said, a, a just not yet, a no yeah. for now. Mm -hmm. One thing that my therapist told, told me, and that this is really good. So if, um, you know, you're trying to make, um, let's use, I've, I've never done it for this, but let's say, uh, I don't know, you want to go away on holiday and you can't decide where to go and you've narrowed it down to, do we go to uh, Wales or do we go to Scotland, say? You can, you know, write Wales on one piece of paper, write Scotland on another piece of paper and put them on the floor. 
a mm. little way apart or you can just put a cushion on the floor and that can that that can uh, represent Scotland maybe and you can put something a rug on the floor and that can represent Wales as long as you know which one's which and then stand at one or on it you know if it's a piece of paper stand on it and just think okay this is me going to Wales is this what I want to do and then stand on the other one and notice the difference in your reaction. It, you know, and it, it does seem like a weird thing to do at the beginning. But when you do it, I, I, I mean, I, I actually notice my reaction quite quickly. But it, it, and but sometimes it might take a little while. But do that a little bit. Or what, or what I do is I imagine, OK, if I've said yes, this will happen. And if I've said no, this will happen. And I can get a reaction that way. I think that's another that leads on to another good tip actually. Envision things. Yeah. It I used to think I was a little bit crazy when I was <laughs> because well. I would play things out in my head. Yeah. I would think about different scenarios and kind of I don't know how a conversation might play out. Um but it's actually magic. It's you can you can get the feeling and the emotion without it having to play out just like the mind is super powerful um well is it the mind or is it actually what's yeah. going on I, th I i think it's what's going on in our body actually yeah well because yeah the mind is just chitter chatter chitter chatter it is the, the feelings come first mm. and then the thoughts come from the feelings but they're not it's not always um the right thought or the thoughts can be influenced by everything else that, that that's going on but yeah you, you you're absolutely right and and but we we imagine visualization going on in our heads which is why I think we talk about it as our mind mm -hmm. no I agree yeah good point <laughs> well the only because and it's not I, I think as a, a society we're obsessed with intellect which is mm -hmm. all about mind which is all about head and we we sort of forget that actually there's a lot of our body underneath our head and actually for me that's where the intelligence is me too and yeah actually since I move through life with my heart first and not my head I make better decisions. I I feel better about certain things. Yeah, um, yeah that's yeah, that's so right. Mm. I'd, I'd like to say it's my own original idea, but it's not. <laughs> but I doubt. You know, I've read a lot about that, and I now live like that. And I, mm. like you, I I feel I make more decisions that are much more in aligned with what is right for me, uh, and. Um, it, it it's a more you know it's what Brené Brown calls a more whole, wholehearted way to live mm -hmm. you know um and and it's inside you know like it's inside us so you, you know we're, we're carrying all that wisdom and all that decision making ability for us inside us mm -hmm. but if we're not careful we don't listen to it and we're too busy look, listening and looking outside yeah. Which is which is nowhere near as reliable as what is going on inside. Mm. So um yeah. yeah. And actually, you know, all this talking about decisions and listening to our gut is all really tied into joy because it's it, it it's using those techniques to come up with 
decisions around what brings us joy. So Mm -hmm. that's how we've not, you know, we've segued off on that. But I think, I think we'll, we'll just start coming to an end. But before we do, I just wondered if you could, you know, you talked about doing the work and doing work to tune into yourself, tuning into what brings you joy, tuning into being more of who you want to be. I just wondered if you, if you could share maybe some of, I don't know, two or three of your, and I'll share two or three of mine as well. So hopefully we'll have different ones, Uh, but you can go first and then I'll have to think of some different ones uh, of what really helped you or what still helps you. Cause you know, I know you still do lots of things. What would you say are your top tips? Um, Spend time alone. Nice one. And for me, it's journaling. I think I've spoken on your podcast before. Oh, yes, I think we have talked about Um, journaling. That journaling can look like anything. Um, To me, it's just a a notebook, a a safe space in a notebook that no one else sees. It's not neat. It's not pretty. There's, There's no thought going into it. It's just a dumping ground for your thoughts. Um, but for it to be beneficial for me, it has it has to be done when I'm alone and there's quietness and I'm just letting my mind run free. Um, and I start, oh yeah, go on. No, sorry, I was just going to say, and it's not about reading it back. It's, no. ju- it's about getting it all out of your head and onto the page, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, sometimes... I've had moments where, so I've got so many journals and sometimes (laughs) when I go back home, um, back to my mum and dad's house and maybe I've got nothing to do and I look through some of these journals randomly, just open a page and it's kind of crazy. It's crazy to see, to read for yourself how you were feeling in a, you know, in a moment in time because in that moment, whatever I was writing that's all I could see that's all I could think of um and then to kind of years later come back and read it through is really really interesting kind of gives you perspective on the work you've done without even realizing because you I don't think I personally don't realize um until months or years have passed and I go whoa you know I didn't I never thought I would be here or thinking this way um so that's one of mine alone I think that's two actually alone (laughs) alone time and then journaling and and you know you prefer to journal during your alone time but you know you can journal oh yeah sitting in a coffee shop you can journal on your bus ride you can journal in the park um and you know alone time and journaling Mm. is really good but alone time just by itself is, yes it's really, is really is really important yeah um and then a third one do something you love I it, you know it doesn't have to be something crazy or extravagant like I love food and I love to cook and actually I didn't realize it for a long long time um until maybe a couple of years ago that I it brings me some kind of feeling that I can't explain like I it takes me out of my head I'm not 
thinking I don't have to have music on I don't have to be watching anything and I could be in the kitchen for hours like I I, I like to try crazy recipes um but the feeling of fulfillment afterwards and when the dish is good and it's really tasty <laughs> that I you can't replace yeah I, I don't think you can replace that feeling of fulfillment and yeah. I think it's good to chase that whatever it is um you know I don't know going out every night to see the sunset because it's different every single night but if it fulfills you and it fills you up with some kind of happy feeling it's worth doing and you should do it you should do something like that every day if you can but life is busy so as much as you can yeah um but do do something you love yeah whatever it is even if it's just a, a small hobby or reading a book who makes time people don't make time to read books I'm one of those people but I get so much from it I you know it gives me kind of topics of conversation to to run through with you and then we sit and we talk for hours and yeah. But if I didn't make that time to read because I'm too busy, even though I know I love reading and I know I love conversing about what I've learned in books and, and things like that, um, you kind of you're missing the magic in life, I think. Um, but, yeah, do do something. Make time to do stuff you love every day, every week and don't push it to the side because you're more important than anyone else. <laughs> Absolutely. Gotta, gotta look after number one first. Yeah. And we are responsible for ourselves as well. You know, no, no one else is. Nobody else is responsible for making us happy and us experience joy. It mm -hmm. is at it is down to us. Yeah. So, you know, that's our job. So do it. Yeah. So like, that's right. That's great. Thank you. So that was time alone, journaling, and do something you love. Marvellous. Thank you. OK, so no pressure. I'll start to think of three completely different things now. Uh, so I would say, um, so I'm trying to think of things that have been really good for me. So journaling, absolutely. Um, I don't do so much of it these days, actually, but I know that that is a tool that I can go back to and linked to um, journaling. I mean, it is writing, but it's not writing in a journal. So if you are experience I would say release what 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 I've heard other people call release writing or you know if you're experiencing a particular difficult situation with somebody and you don't feel that you can sort of raise it with them and work through it with them but it's really niggling at you um what I find is really good is to write them a letter you're never going to send this letter but to write them a letter and write everything absolutely everything in that letter no matter how harsh that you absolutely would like to you would like to say to them or you feel the need to get out of you it's all about getting the emotions out of you and onto the page mm -hmm. and then when the letter is finished um, you know, maybe read it through and just sort of um, really feel it as you're reading it after you've written it and then either rip it up into tiny little pieces or burn it. You can just burn it in the sink or something. But there's a little bit of magic that happens when that when you do that it, and it releases um, some of the emotion. And you might need to do it a few times um, or it might just get rid of some of the the. Uh, the pressure that you're feeling about it to allow you to find another way of actually dealing with it. But I found that really useful. So release writing. 
Mm-hmm. I think what's also been really useful for me is getting more into my body. So mm-hmm. out of my head and into my body, because we spend an awful lot of time thinking things and we will not think ourselves happy. Mm. That's a good one. <laughs> very good one but we yeah we won't think ourselves happy and also you know we are not our our thoughts Mm. you know we are the observer of our thoughts so we know that we are thinking these thoughts so therefore we are not our thoughts Mm. so um it's really important to get out of our body out of our head sorry and into our body and there are lots of different ways that we can do that I mean I was avidly doing yoga for 18 months or so um not so much at the moment there's a lot I'm not doing at the moment and so that's what I've realized in this talk talk with you that I've kind of fallen off a lot of my useful practices actually so maybe I need to get back to some of them but the thing about yoga for me is not about yoga for the the exercise side of it or to work really hard or to keep a pose Uh, as long as I can or to make it as hard as I can it's about being present in my body and how is my body feeling in every pose and it's uh, and you know I I was doing the free yoga online with yoga with Adrian and um, she talks a lot about it's not what the pose looks like it's not about looking like her in a pose it's about and she explains to you how it should be feeling so it's how 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 do you get that feeling in your body and how does your body feel with it? And, you know, maybe over time you can sense, I definitely sense that I was getting stronger when I was doing yoga and that was a great side um, words. Uh, That was something really good that came out of doing yoga as well as more importantly for me, connecting with my body and feeling like, I don't know if this sounds strange, but feeling like my body was mine uh, mm. and I was in it and I was doing something good for it. Um, because along with moving your body, it's also the breath. And, and another thing that has been really good for me is learning how to breathe properly. And, I, you know, I thought, you know, I'd, I'd got to age 47 when I first learned about this. I thought, yeah, well, I've got this far. I know how to breathe. Great. No, turns out I haven't, I haven't sussed breathing at all because a lot of us, especially those who've experienced a lot of trauma are actually, and are in, are in a, a trauma response a lot of the time, will actually be really shallow breathing in our chests rather than taking deep breaths through our nose and right down into our belly. And that has done so much good for my nervous system it, it really has and I it's still my go-to if I'm feeling if I'm starting feeling that knot in my stomach and I'm starting to get a bit overwhelmed you know a few deep breaths right down into my belly and like you know um, breathing in for four and holding it for two and then breathing out for seven really helps your body because apparently when we're in flight flight fight flight or freeze we can't you know our body is geared up to breathe quickly because of course we're about to be chased by a lion so breathing out for longer than you're breathing in is a signal to your body that it's okay we are actually safe we're not about to chase by a lion so it can start to uh, regulate so yoga but I'm going to put breath as the second one as a, as a separate one because uh-huh. you can learn to to breathe deeper and breathe in a more meaningful way separate 
Lee yes. to yoga, but for me, the two kind of came together. So release writing and uh, breathing and yoga. But yoga is only the way that I found to get in touch with my body. There are lots of other ways. Just um, and breath or, you know, breath work can come from singing. So learning, you know, singing, if you like singing and, and breathing around the singing. So it's something you love as well as bringing the breath in. Dancing mm -hmm. is moving your body. If the only way, you know, you can sort of feel like you can connect with your body is, is shaking. I, I get whoop, a lot of energy in my hands. And I if I just shake my hands a bit, I, that will help me dispel sort of like that pent up energy a bit. So uh, whatever it is that helps you get in touch with your body. And for me, the best thing that I'm doing at the moment is cold water swimming. Um I, uh, I'm doing some mad 31 day challenge in October. So you've got to take a dip every single day. So I've been going to the lake a lot because I hate dipping in the tub in my garden, but I don't hate it, but I don't like it as much. Um, and I will not have a cold shower. My, my shower is for having a lovely, warm, it's <laughs> a lovely, warm, safe space for me, yeah. a shower. It's not a cold space, but I've been going to the lake um, and I've, I've been, I've probably been uh, out of the last 28 days. So I've got three days left of this challenge. I've probably been to the lake at least 20 days. Um, and it's just, I just love it. I get into, I get into the lake. It's cold. Yes, it's cold, but it makes me breathe properly to control my breathing. So I don't go into a bit of a panic and it, there's just something about it. And I turned into a little kid in there. It was really rough today. And my swimming buddy was hating it. And I was like, I'm in a great time because the, the, the tide was coming in. It had come over the wall. So it was actually quite rough in the pool. And I was like, but, you know, going over the waves and having a great time. Um, so that is something that I love. So, um, you know, and that is now, I mean, maybe it will move on to something else because we change. Yeah, and actually, to go back to your point about um, you noticing there's things that maybe you should take up again, um, I think that's the magic of getting to know yourself. Mm. It's, you don't, it's, it's not about doing these things every day because we, we don't, they, life doesn't work that way, but it is about building your own toolkit and going, oh, well, here are the things I've done in the past that I know takes me out of my mind, brings me joy, makes me feel less stressed. Um, you just, you keep adding to that and you don't beat yourself up when you're like, oh, I did yoga for a year straight and I haven't done it at all this year. That's okay. You used yeah. it when you needed it and it doesn't mean that you can't do it again and it doesn't mean that you failed because you haven't carried on doing it every day since but mm -hmm. it's about having those things that you can return to when you need them yeah. um and yeah that but that I think that all comes from yeah getting getting out of your mind and and being with yourself um and it's about listening to your gut that's telling you yeah. what you need. Because right now, mine is telling me that, I, and you know, it's 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 been quite a time pressure going swimming because it takes a good two, two and a half hours out of every day. And I've only been doing it because I've signed up for this daft challenge. But um, it, it is about listening to my gut. And my gut is telling me that for me, the time that I have available for me is going to be spent in the water at the moment, not uh, doing yoga. But that's not to say it's not going to change. And I think having a list is a good thing. A, a list of a, a list of things that 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 
you know, work for you so that actually in a moment of, oh God, what am I? In fact, I've just noticed I've got a little post-it here stuck on my windowsill that says yoga. I mean, that might as well go. I don't even, that is so funny. It's been there so long. I don't even notice it anymore. Um, but, you, you know, if you have a list in, in those moments of, right, I need to feel better. What can I do that's going to make me feel better? You, you can go and look at the list and, and see which your gut actually reacts to. You know, because neither of us have mentioned one thing that we both love doing, which is going out in nature. Yeah. You know, hugging a tree, going for a walk in nature, being out in nature, because we are nature. So go and be part mm-hmm. of nature and 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 just be part of something much bigger. And um, be silly with it, you know? Yeah, yeah, we're good at that as well. <laughs> one thing I love to do <laughs> is on a sunny day when I haven't been around nature for a long time, um, I like to just roll down a hill. Yeah. <laughs> Run down a hill or roll down a hill. Roll. Roll Lay down, down yeah. and roll. And you look like an idiot and yeah. you feel silly, but you laugh uncontrollably. And if you are with anyone else, they laugh at you too. Yeah. And I think do do more things like that that make you feel silly. I think we all can get a bit serious sometimes and I agree yeah just get out in nature do do be an idiot yeah people laugh it's fun I realized the other day that obviously I'm doing a quite good job at that when my teenagers were telling me to stop being so daft because I was embarrassing them and I was thinking yes yes I'm obviously you know because that's my job isn't it as a parent to embarrass my teachers uh, my teenagers I can't remember what I was doing I mean the funny thing is I didn't even think I was being that embarrassing and I was like oh okay I haven't even got started yet (laughs) but that's good because you don't care (laughs) I think I I've been too sick I know what being really serious is is like and I think I've sort of I've really regressed I mean here I am with my dungarees on and if I had my bunches if my hair was in bunches instead of in a ponytail I know people are listening on the podcast and not watching the video this is going to mean nothing to you but you know I had I had my bunches in the other day with my dungarees on and I just looked at myself in the mirror and thought yeah this is full regression back to toddler me and having a great time that's really interesting actually Uh, that that's happened in my life Mm. I was way too serious when I was younger and now I try and do everything that is the opposite to that I don't I don't want to be serious and a real adult and you know I life is like you said life is about having fun and having joy in our lives and I think maybe that's where we can tail off when life gets too serious and we let it and we don't put a halt on things and go actually I'm not I'm not feeling very happy I'm not feeling very inspired um and then we don't do anything about it um it's I think catch yourself at that moment when I haven't been silly in my whole month get out go roll down the hill (laughs) exactly go and have some joy yeah because that's what we're here for Mm. thank you I think we'll end it here um yet again I've I've paid no attention to how long we've been talking so this may well be a long episode but um it's been it's been so wonderful having you back thank you for your time and your wisdom as ever um I've really enjoyed it and I'm sure the listeners have as well well thanks for having me everyone (laughs) thanks it's been a great time yeah take care bye bye Thank you for listening to the Meeting of Minds podcast. 
You can find this podcast in all the usual places. Please tell your friends. Please subscribe. And if you have a moment, I'd be really grateful if you could rate and review as it helps other people find us and helps me spread the messages of empowerment and positivity that I'm really passionate about. If you want to find out more about me, you can visit my website, www.safeandsupported.co.uk. Until next time, bye.